0: Hey everyone, welcome to Trends and Things, where we bring you real chats on what's buzzing on today's episode. It's devastating for all of us to see what's currently going on in the Ukraine. So look, we're going to be chatting through our thoughts, as well as how you can support them over there, even if you're far away. Look at all the main things that have been happening and you know, see how we can support people, even though we are quite on the other side of the world when it comes to all things political and Ukraine slash Russia. Also, the Oscars, they are quickly coming up and you know, there's a new iconic favourite movie moment award that is up for grabs. So we're going to be talking about the nominees, some other movies from, you know, years gone past we think maybe could have been on the list, as well as some good old movie etiquette as we open up across Australia. So as always, a very big welcome to the show to you. My name is Gordon, joined by Scotty. How are you, mate? How's things? You're recovering from a wedding, I believe, sir.
1: Yeah, look, uh, who would have thought we can actually go out and do things again? Good Lord. Um, had a wedding just last night. Uh a dear friend of mine who this is like the third attempt. Oh. So I think they were just
0: keen to kind of um, you know, get it done in when a When do you when do you just give up after you've had, you yeah. know, three attempts? <laughs> you just go, you know what? This this isn't this isn't for us.
1: Yeah, let's just sign the papers and be done with it. <laughs> um uh, look, I think my fan, my mate is a bit of a fan of those like fairy tale wedding sort of things and that was kind of the vibe nice so i'd reckon they would even be on that 10th or 15th time whatever and still (laughs) keep having a crack at it they will still go for um but i was just the thing i was just saying before we would start recording was i'm just went to on the dance floor for the first time and it's such a Mm. long time and i was out after an hour i just couldn't keep up anymore i just had to sit down have a glass of water stay hydrated and then and then I had a second win, but by the end of the wedding, it wrapped up around like eleven. I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no kick That's ons. It. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, no kick ons. And oh, it's coming. The
0: time is coming. Like I feel like ons. we need a. I feel like we need a new segment on the sh- on the potty, Scott. Just a segment called, "Is it COVID or am I just old now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where does it fall yeah. on the spectrum?
1: It's definitely starting to feel like it's leaning on there. I'm getting a bit oh, old for this, no. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. But look, mm. it was good. Um, happy for my friend who could finally tie the knot and of course move on with her life. Um, but what about you? Have you been well? Have you been up to much? Yeah,
0: keeping well, mate. Keeping well. It's um yeah. Look, very much looking forward to. We've got like you know. There's I think my first. The first gig back after COVID, I feel, I feel like a broken record. I feel like I've said this 10 times. I've had about 10 <laughs> yeah. gigs that have been rescheduled like everyone else. Um, but I'm seeing young Franco this this Friday. So hopefully that will be fun. And I know a lot of people are planning gigs and festivals and, and stuff like oh, that. Yes. So, yeah. you know, this was a bit of a quiet weekend for me. Went to had a few drinks with some buddies for a birthday. Nothing too crazy. Mate, I, I was the same as you, mate. 10 o'clock. I think I was home by ten o'clock on the Saturday, you know, like, and it was planned <laughs> to be home by ten o'clock. So, yeah, I don't know where Jesus. that falls on the COVID to thirty slash old spectrum, but, um, mate, I think we're we're drinking from the same from the same chalice or from the same bottle here because, yeah, you know, I, I'm not disappointed by that anymore. Whilst previously maybe mm. I would be like, you know what, ten o'clock, that, I'm not even at finished at praise yet. So, who knows? Who knows where we're at with that? But look, definitely looking forward to getting to a few gigs. That's for sure. Have missed live music. Like everyone oh, has, hasn't? so look. Hopefully, the next few weeks will be interesting. We've got Wine Machine, of course, coming up in April. Oh, say, start like of April. Or- um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So a couple of you know, just over a month away. Um, so look, hopefully, that will be something to look forward to as we we come out of uh, you know lockdown and restrictions, especially <laughs> in New South Wales. But Scotty, God, it's been a it's been a pretty wild week. Hey, over overseas, and it'd be remiss of us not to at least touch on and talk about. The situation in in Ukraine with Russia and you know it's, it's dominating the news all over the place and you know we're obviously going to talk about a little bit about that on this episode Scotty and how we can help and what we can mm-hmm. do but look give us a bit of an update because I know you've been looking into it in a bit more detail and just bring us up to speed where we're at and because I think it'll be you know wrong of us not to talk about our own thoughts on it or even though I'm sure we pretty much agree on on all <laughs> of that but what's the latest? Yeah look I'm definitely I think every
1: sort of like News feed I've had in the <laughs> yeah. last week, it's just popped up with this, and uh, understandably, it's such a big thing, uh, for the start of the year, and you know, could have some potentially grave like ramifications for the rest of the world. Mm. Um, but look, it did all start, I think, about last week or a little bit earlier, with Russian President Vladimir Putin essentially announcing like a military operation into the Ukraine. And look, although Putin kind of says this is a military operation, that will only target. You know Ukraine's military mm. infrastructure won't harm citizens, we can't really shy away the fact that this is, in fact, an invasion. Um, both that's been condemned internationally and even many Russian citizens who, mm. from what I understand, have been arrested um, at rallies and protests for speaking out against the government. So already from the get-go, pretty grave. Just over the last few days, we've seen things escalate quite a lot uh, with bombings across the Ukraine, you know, there's lives lost, thousands of people fleeing the country, um, seeking asylum elsewhere. Uh, Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, has seen a lot of international coverage. I think that's where most of yeah. those um, news outlets are coming out of. Um, and even there, it's you know there've been attacks on some civilian um, spaces. And it's just man, it's just heartbreaking because when they interview, you know, people who live in these city in these cities, sorry, it's a lot of fear for safety, a lot of fear about. An uncertainty of what's to come next and you know Putin is kind of just fueling his fire he's essentially threatened anyone um, that would come and support Ukraine so essentially Russia won't hesitate to retaliate against other countries um and he's kind of shifted a lot of the blame to the Ukraine so he's framed you know one uh like an hour long um like interview or statement yeah, yeah, he basically yeah. said that any loss of life or bloodshed, or bloodshed, sorry, is solely the responsibility of the Ukraine government. <laughs> so he's, I mean, he's he's a cold guy. We know there's there's yeah. no you know sense of empathy and, and emotional uh, awareness from him. But it's it's getting super severe. And look, there's so many parts we can dig into it. And I know you've seen uh, the story blow up as well. Has anything particular stood out for you from the last week? Have you seen um, maybe clips or stories on the ground of people? reflecting their experiences?
0: Yeah, look, Scotty, I have been following this story a little bit. its I mean, how could you not have be been over the last couple of days? I think probably what I've seen the most is a lot of personalities, people on Twitter, on Instagram, you know, coming out in support of, of Ukraine. And, yeah, look, like we've, you know, everyone's talking about it. This has been one of those topics that, yeah, people are just united on and, and have the same belief, uh, I think, when it comes to Ukraine and how they're being treated at the moment. I think one thing for me that stands out and, and I've been sort of keeping across Russia and just general, generally what, how they operate as a country. Cause mm. you know, the one thing that I think people, a lot of people don't know is that obviously Russia is sort of the, the I don't know if they're the big, bigger than China, but they're certainly up there. One of the, the biggest countries in the world. Right. But in you, when it comes to Europe, Ukraine's actually the second biggest country in, in all of Europe. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a big country taking over or looking to take over almost another big country. And, Russia for a long time, right, have been the leaders or have been sort of the mainstream provider of gas uh, and electricity a lot of mm. the time to not only Europe, but uh, a big part of America as well. Uh, right now, even a lot of the reports coming out of uh, you know global press and stuff is that the USA, c- countries like Germany and stuff who have come out from a political point of view and, and condemned Putin and mm. his, the what, what he's doing, are still ordering like shitloads of of gas and and stuff like that from them. So they've sort of mm, cut off all mm-hmm. these little trade deals and cut off companies as almost what I'd read as like, oh, okay, we're taking some action. But when it comes yeah. to the big thing, which is gas in this instance, they, countries are still like, cool, we still need to order it because it's, it's obviously quite important. And naturally that sparks a bit of de- debate around renewable energy and, you know, push towards that, whether or not that will happen. I, I I don't really know. I don't think we're, we're in that stage yet of, of hmm. this mm-hmm. being the big political moment that, Sees like renewable energies come to the forefront of like global energy. I still think Russia knows sort of what they're doing, and I think that's why a lot of countries haven't done much besides like put out a statement or you know said that they gonna, they're going they're going to help potentially the Ukraine army. I think Australia overnight, Scotty potentially said they're going to uh, provide sort of what they're calling lethal aid. So that normally means right. like art uh, like some military yeah stuff. military stuff. Um, so look, it's obviously a really complicated situation. Um, when it comes to Ukraine and Russia, their involvement, because I've also talked to friends who have said that, you know, parts of the Ukraine are very mm. much like almost part of the Russian state, like in the sense that they're very pro-Russia and they almost consider themselves Russian in a way, whilst a lot of the country is a very yeah. proud Ukrainian. So, yeah, look, it's, it's hard to not be anything, uh, to feel something other than really that sense of heartbreak like that you mentioned and just feeling really sad for the people over there and, and how it's affecting them. I've seen heaps of stuff. Quite interestingly on TikTok, like there's these first person videos of like people in apartment buildings or in like a food hall or crossing the border. Right. Like it's sort of become this front page of the internet, a bit of that Reddit vibe for this. So mm-hmm. definitely if you want to get a bit of a first hand experience of what's happening, I'd recommend just checking out your, your front page of, of TikTok and your for you. And it's it's there's always heaps of stuff. So look, it's a pretty sad situation, obviously. And I'm keen to chat about not only what we can do to support. Um, but yeah, obviously hoping and, and praying that it, things get better over there and that this doesn't escalate. I say that knowing probably full well it, it will in the next few days. Well, that was the, uh, the one thing I kind of wanted
1: to quickly chat about and it's hard to gauge now um, before we, sorry, chat about how we can support. But the, the thing I've been seeing a lot uh, and I was watching like the BBC and uh, even I think CNN in the US, they throw the question in and it's such a, it's such a thing you don't want to think about. But you know, is this the potential for, you know, World War Three? Yeah. And it's super alarming, right? Because we've just kind of getting through a pand- like a pandemic mm. that's stopped the world as it is. To think that another huge, I didn't expect this to happen in my lifetime, right? You know, you grow up in history, learn about how severe World War One and Two were. Mm. You think just globally would be smarter to yeah. not go down that yeah. that route. You'd think, and it's it's low key nerve wracking that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't seem like there are indicators that that is going to happen. But just the talk of that happening is it kind of shock. It rocks your world, probably more so than what COVID pro- you know has done. Mm. Um, have you been seeing all that that stuff as well? Just that potential.
0: You know, WW3 oh, yeah. chats in there. Oh, it's and the, and the fear that comes with it. It's wild. It's wild. The amount of, um, I guess, worry that people have around this being World War Three. I think there's every, I guess, there's every right to to think that way. I, you know, I was, I was at my parents' house uh, today a bit earlier. talking so mm. to my mum about it, and she was like saying what I think a lot of people were thinking. She was like, "I can't believe this is happening in you know 2022 and stuff." And you know, we we should be smarter. We should be more aware. We should be developed and, and mm. more you know in for the most part democratic world and stuff um and i think what this proves is that there's always this need for power right like there's always this political need for power and dominance at a world at a world a world stage rather otherwise mm. there's no real like what is the other reason to, to do this like russia already pretty damn powerful country um yeah. like you said we're coming off a pandemic like putin just chill brother like honestly <laughs> like we just had two of the worst years imaginable um and as you were saying that, you know, thinking about going, you know, your studies and you hear about all the wars and it seems so almost fantasy based, like it happened in the 60s and, you know, it was so much, it was so long before we were born. So we can't even really relate to it. What's interesting is that now we've had a pandemic, which, you know, you read about the Spanish flu and influenzas that were off the the early 1900s. You heard about the Mm. wars and here we are like, you know, a couple of you know, in a couple of years, but years later, looking at a situation where we've had almost, you know, we've had a pandemic, we're still going through a pandemic. Yeah. And now we have this potential world war situation on our doorstep. It's feeling a bit biblical. It's feeling a bit uh, textbooky, uh, you know, in like 15 years from now, what will they write about this period, you know? I really want Elon Musk to hurry up and colonize
1: Mars. I can't <laughs> just Just put me in this first spaceship. I don't know if I need to sink on my life savings or, mm. or what I need to do, but it's just, it's you know, dangerous times. And I think none of us expected this, you know, it's not on yeah. your bingo card for 2022 that you'd still be in a pandemic and worrying about a, you know, global war, but here we are. And he's hoping that that second thing doesn't come into oh yeah into reality. Um, but look, apart from the furious side, I didn't want to spend time on this episode talking about how people can support mm. those in the Ukraine. Cause yeah, we are essentially on the other side of the planet. So it's harder to, maybe think about what you can do but there'll be a few good articles that have kind mm. of uh, put together a few resources that people can either you know you can obviously donate money to charities and if you can't you know if that's not possible you can support events and things like that so i just want to spend a bit of time going through a few charities and other things that people can lend support to and then we'll probably chuck these in our show notes yeah, for-, uh, for the app um A few charities I did want to mention. The first one is Caritas Australia. So they've been working with the Ukraine since- 2004. Caritas, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, Since 2014, which I think was when on the border of the Ukraine, there's those states who um, are more Russia-aligned. There's that civil unrest that's been happening there for quite a bit of time. They've been helping people on the ground, essentially providing essential emergency goods, Mm. you know, shelter, food, and cash distribution. So they've already been on the ground since 2014. They're probably well-established to support uh, Ukrainians now. There's the Australian Federation of Ukrainian Organizations, and they're like the peak body, from my understanding, of uh, Australian uh, Ukrainian community organizations. And they've got a crisis appeal, which is supplying urgent um, supplies to people being displaced Mm. or injured from this conflict. Save the children if you're more, you know, Unfortunately, there's already been reported that children have been some of the casualties from this. Um, so say the children have some appeals to help uh, those people and, and get those families in a, in a safer place, I guess. Uh, and then Care Australia is such a large organization. They're supporting local partners in yeah, Ukraine yeah, yeah. and neighboring countries to distribute you know, food, water, hygiene packs, everything you kind of need when you've just been displaced from your home. You need to have those basic needs taken care of. So we'll link to those. There's a few appeals running at the same time. Obviously, you know, COVID has put us all in a bit of a tight spot. If you can give, that does help. Um, but there are other ways you can help as well. The For the first time, I don't think I've really heard a call out for journalism to be supported mm. during a crisis like this and how people yeah, can do that. Like the locals, yeah. The locals, yeah. And two that have been called out are the Kiev Independent and New Force of the Ukraine. And they're covering a lot of the developments on the ground. I think that's a lot that we've seen in terms of those real stories and people giving their first hand account of what's happening. And that's been used a lot to kind of go against, you know, Russia and Putin. They've come out with statements saying, Oh, these things aren't true. You know, we're not harming citizens. We're not causing this damage. And then you get this, you know, first hand experience video footage of mm. saying, Well, Russia are wrong. This is this is actually a reality, so it's very important to support journalism mm. if you can. Um, I'm not sure if they've got any um, like fundraising, but I guess you know if you can follow them, share their stories, at least it kind of expands the truth more so than the yeah uh, you know, the Russian press.
0: Oh yeah, I think one. I think one thing on that just quickly is that doing your own sort of due diligence, whether it's through these local productions or, or publishers mm. and stuff, is is actually super important, and it's it is in a way or form of while it might not be considered support, I think it plays an important role in sort of developing your perspective on a situation like this, right? Because like it's such a, whilst it seems obviously on the face value that, you know, of mm. course, we're all, we all want to see, well, we all, none of us want to see a war happen. Um, but, you know, just understanding the context of the situation, why are Russia doing this? Why have they had a, like a constant interest in Ukraine? Like mm. there's there's a never ending amount of resources, right? To actually read into it and, and get that sort of understanding of why things happen the way they do. It's so easy to be detached from it. Like I feel like, you know, like you said, being on the other side of the world where we often can just go, cool, let's just headline read and go, Yep, cool, everyone's against this. It makes sense to be against it. But like do your due diligence, read these local papers and local productions and and form your opinion and form your knowledge really on the back of that because I think in a situation like this where everyone seems to be on the same page for the most part, Understanding the, the history behind it, or like you know, the stories that have developed over the past few years in this relationship, play an important part for for you to sort of then make like decisions and support certain yeah of charities or, or whatever else, right?
1: Yeah, and look, it, it definitely lends itself to the whole accountability thing. You know, uh, a lot of the I think US is a big thing that they'll hold Russia to accountability, whatever happens through this. If we have this knowledge that you know, we know the real story is happening and, and the, I guess the reality of this conflict, we're better informed. So you know, things in the future come up to Russia where we're like, oh, you haven't had the greatest track record. I remember this happened and you know, you've got the footage or you've got the stories to kind of back that mm. up and you've got that evidence. So um, you know, as much as supporting charities through this ordeal, I think journalism is a real important part to uh, showcase the truth and then the last thing I kind of did want to end on, um, even though, you know, we think we're on the other side of the world, there are actually events in Australia you can attend. So the Australian Federation of Ukrainian Organizations and the Association of Ukrainians in Victoria essentially held events uh, all across the country over the last weekend, voicing the objection to the invasion and helping raise funds for support. Mm um even the australian federation of ukraine organizations have started a hashtag stand ukraine to build momentum on social media so even if you're still a bit uncertain about going to an in-person event you can still you know amplify the message with social media so i think there's quite a varied level of support and this conflict probably isn't ending overnight or the next few days so i expect more events might pop up here and there if you want to uh, go along, so maybe even just follow these pages to see what's happening in your local area.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point. I think you know, I was thinking about this the other day. All these rallies are happening in Australia as well as all the other countries around the world, outside the front of embassies and in main sort of political slash event slash protest areas. And I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I wonder how much if I went to a rally in this particular case, mm. you know, to say like to show some type of action against Russia. I was thinking about. It, I was like, how much will that how much will that matter in the sense of like you know the country agrees with it, a lot of the world's countries and people mm-hmm. and leaders agree with it. It's not like say uh, marching against you know the, one of the last ones I went to was a um, was one around Australia Day or Invasion Day, Jan twenty sixth, and you know Indigenous mm-hmm. incarceration. I was like, all right, I feel I felt like I could actively um, impact that by sort of being part of something or being doing a march or something like that because it's local. There are people who maybe are disagree with certain part, certain things around that particular topic. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I did wonder, I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on that. And I do understand that, you know, if everyone had that opinion, there would be no rallies. Right. So um, (laughs) I was just trying to think of cool. Yeah. If I'm, you know, if if people are sort of on the same page for the most part, what is that next level? Is it, yeah, just supporting these local publications and donating to charity and stuff, or, you know, is there anything else we can do that will show a unified voice? Because I feel like most people are unified for the most part on this one. Mm. yeah look
1: i think definitely in terms of events it's a solidarity sort of thing it's just showing that there is you know global support and i guess empathy for people in the ukraine i'd say the most tangible thing is definitely you know given to a charity like I, I work in a not-for-profit space and it's mm. unreal how far we think like a dollar can go you're, you're giving you know safety to people you're giving meals you're giving shelter so you know don't i don't think it's you know um bad to think that you know if i can only give five dollars that's not going to mean much it compounds it and it has a great effect so you know i'd definitely advocate if you can spend or just, you know share a bit of cash mm. give to a charity um but you know even just supporting journalism and making sure that there's truth out there that reflects this mm. um you know i think that will at least show some support where we can't be there in person
0: All right, Scotty. Switching gears a bit for topic number two this week, and the Oscars—they're—they're they're creeping up very quickly. And you may have seen that there are fewer nominees, of, or nominees rather, have been announced for you know the big mm. awards and stuff. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in a in a few weeks when it when the award show happens. But there's one couple of awards that caught my eye, Scotty, and uh, it's two. I'm not sure if they're new categories, but there's certainly categories that I didn't necessarily know existed like pre this this year's event. Um, and that was that they've got this, um, award for the fan favorite movie of 2021, mm-hmm. uh, which will be recognized during the show. And I, am not sure if this will be actually on the show or if it will be sort of announced afterwards, but they're essentially called it the most cheerworthy movie moment ever. Uh, which is a bit, fucking. No, It's a big, big, uh, big category that yeah, ever. Wow. Um, and both of these are sort of like, um, Twitter vote slash hashtag, hashtag type of, um, award. So it's very social media driven, which can be in a, a good and a bad thing. Um, but it's pretty interesting. Like it's, it's basically if you use this tag, uh, hashtag Oscars fan favorite and Oscars cheer moment, and then also use the hashtag sweepstakes, um, you can basically, if you use those hashtags in a tweet, you can't as a vote. Uh, and if you vote, you get en- entered into a chance to win tickets to the Oscars in 2023, potentially also to be a guest presenter so you could present an award, which is fucking huge. Yeah. Um, and if you vote for the cheer moment, uh, you could sort of win a year of free movies. So it means like a passes to theater chain if your choice. You get streaming subscriptions to like Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, HBO, like all the all the fucking huge ones. All the good um. Ones. So it's pretty. big. There's some nice little stakes, uh, you know, been placed here by the Oscars, which I think is, <laughs> you know, we talked about in the past. I think it's a tip to sort of go. Okay, it's been for. It's sort of been by old white guys for old white guys. Now we're trying to bring it up to you know 2022, <laughs> yeah. make it a bit more interesting for younger people. So this is very much down that line. And I wanted to focus on this cheer moment one because as you can imagine, I mean, I feel like a maybe an older person has come up with the cheer, you know, cheer-worthy movie moment. doesn't mm. feel very TikTok-y um, in terms of the title. But it's basically like, you know, that moment in a theater where everyone loses their shit a bit and has a yeah, bit of a combined theater mm. moment. And they've mm. announced these movies as the nominees. Now, remember, it's pretty interesting because this is meant to be for a- any movie ever. So it's not just in the last year, it's it's all time. Um, and they've gone with, uh, interestingly, Spider-Man No Way Home, the Spider-Man sort of team-up moment where they're all swinging together, uh, which is pretty epic if you've mm. seen that. The Matrix, Neo-Dodging Bullets, we all know, iconic scene in movie history. Um, interestingly, yes. they have Dream Dreamgirls, uh, and, and I'm telling you, uh, when there's a song being performed, I'm surprised... That one made it as one of the five nominees ever. Like you know, there, yeah. there are other potential movies which we'll get to. Um, Avengers Endgame, Captain America saying Avengers Assemble. Who can forget that? If you're especially if you're a Marvel Marvel fan, uh, that was a big moment. And interestingly, as well to finish, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We know they released that six-hour oh, Snyder Jesus. cut. Jesus. Um, yeah. And the Flash <laughs> Speed Force, which was like a sort of moment in the big battle where the flash sort of saves the day type of thing that's the fifth one and um look I'm keen to just have a quick chat about those ones because I want to get into sort of what movies we think maybe aren't on this list and also Mm. a bit bit of movie etiquette but off the bat what do you think Scotty which one of those sticks out which one's the one which have you firstly have you seen them all and then do you remember any sort of theater moments when you when you were watching it Look, be honest. I'm going to be honest. Dream girls, dream girls gone. Let's just get rid of it. No play. idea. <laughs> Let's no just get idea. rid of that one. Um,
1: it's all for the fanboys fan boys or like you know the, the fans, right? I, yeah. I'd reckon it is one of these comic movies. I I gotta say, Endgame was probably the bigger movement because it was ten years mm. worth of movies building up to a big moment. Like, don't get me wrong. I watched Spider Man the first day it came out, and yeah, everyone there was a lot of moments where people cheered not just like the team up but the special cameos and stuff like that but i think the hype for avengers for such a long time probably when they did the first movie know it's going to end in a, in a big cinematic moment mm. people just went wild like, i think maybe i went to like a first screening for that as well and like it was almost every scene people were just going wild so yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: i think it's a fair call to say I would be surprised if Avengers Endgame don't win this award. Mm. I know Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, that first release was pretty lacklustre and people were just like, oh, not so great. So I don't know if it had lost momentum after they finally did the Zack Snyder release of it. Mm. And Matrix,
0: that's, Matrix is just interesting to chuck in there. Like, did we? That's the nostalgia it, like, moment, right? Like that's yeah. the throwback to the, what, the early 2000s. Um, yeah because the recent they it was that recent one they came out where they redid it I feel like it was a bit of a flop I don't know if you um, saw, I, I haven't yeah, seen it, it but it, it were, was a flop <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a bit of a t- and that's what I'm sort of surprised by in a way because I naturally yeah my head goes to Avengers Endgame I just think that was unreal moment in yeah. all of movie history I think Zack Snyder's Justice League might win it only because it's a social media vote. I've seen a lot of... Oh, the, definitely. The, the fanboys are all over that on, on Twitter from what I've seen. So don't be surprised if that one wins it. But I will admit, you know, like spider way No Way Home, yep, again, Marvel moment. I love that moment. It was epic. Yeah. I actually sadly watched the new Spider-Man in like a pretty empty cinema. So I feel like I got oh, a little my. bit... Um, I don't want to say ripped off, but maybe the experience wasn't as great if you were like... Like a low-key. Yeah, it. people were like, oh, that's like, you know, a bit of gasping. Oh, wow. um, but there wasn't <laughs> like the full-on like hundreds of people in a cinema, you know, losing their shit yeah. over the Spider-Man sort of swinging together. But the Matrix piece, I, I feel like there could be more um, nostalgia in, in, some, in some of the uh, other... definitely. You know, like probably get rid of Spider-Man wait no way home. Big moment, yes, but it hasn't had... We're talking about the best movie moment ever in, in history. Yeah. and It's not there yet. It's not there yet. And I think if you had to pick one Marvel moment, it would be and the end game Avengers yeah, Assemble moment, right? So it, made me, it did make me think, and I, b- before we get on to some movie etiquette, I just wanted to chat through maybe potentially some other contenders, Scotty, because I've got a few that come to my mind um, that I'm keen to get your thoughts on and see if you were there or what the reaction was. Now, I'm not sure if you've seen Bad Boys 2. Um, oh, yeah, we've seen it right like bad boys 2. there's yeah. that iconic scene with reggie you know the the young kid coming out to date martin lawrence's uh um character's daughter and daughter. He, will smith daughter, and him are yeah, just yeah. grilling him and it's it's like an iconic <laughs> moment and the moment i wanted to bring up was in bad boys three the sort of like third and final film of the franchise he makes a reappearance when his daughter gets married to him um right. and i don't have you seen bad boys three the the most The like i have the final not, one? no i've so not. in in the cinema, people just lost their shit, right? Because there was so much nostalgia and he just, it's the same character. It's the same guy who played him in the original film all those years ago, <laughs> uh, which got this like rousing moment of like, you know, if you're cult following that follows bad boys, you would have loved that moment. That's one that stuck out to me. Yeah. Probably, again, maybe not the best ever, um, but it definitely made me, made me think. Um, the other one that came up to mind in terms of action movies was, Recently, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Now, when those two got on screen for the first time and just running at each, at each other across the screen for like the big first punch battle, <laughs> people just were amped for this yeah. moment. Like, it's sort of a bit wild, right? Two ridiculous type of characters on screen just going hell for leather. Um, just going at it. it. It surprisingly was... Everyone was just up for it and amped for it. So, look... There are some ones that come to mind initially. What what about you, mate? Anything any movies that you've had some interesting crowd reactions? Yeah, when to? I
1: was thinking about this, the only thing I could go back to were like big movie franchise moments. And fuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose some listeners on this, but <laughs> I can't remember in which Lord of the Rings of the trilogy it was, but it's when Gandalf you know is that big oh, moment yep. like you know you shall not pass and he kind of oh, breaks this bridge with that yeah that demon things coming through and people just lost their shit at that mm. like they they loved it and I was like young then so that was probably my first legit so like you didn't cheap, really like, know crowd. what was going on
0: <laughs> when that moment yeah, was happening I was
1: like like I'm just here to watch a movie guys come come on, come fuck on. Up. <laughs> um that was a really big moment I um I know you've got this on the list as well but I did also watch the final Harry Potter movie mm in cinemas as well and i think you know that climactic battle people just like oh yeah Voldemort. I, I think the cheer moments come because movies build up to that moment like mm. it, it's really i don't think i can think of like a standalone movie where i watched it and people like oh shit that's sick i mm. think it's like people have been there from day one and then you know that maybe there's a book or something that's gonna signal that this thing is gonna happen and then to finally see it on screen is just you just lose
0: it yeah i think uh, you actually you make a, val- a very valid point in that then the nostalgia, like especially with these things that have existed like books yeah book adaptions or you see the moment come to life on mm. screen uh and it's almost like all your fantasies just come together in one one moment right like because the other thing that it, um it reminded me of was you know The Dark Knight, right, or or the Batman sort of movies, the Nolan trilogy, like the Joker being like, you've you've seen him before and you know of him, but then seeing it reincarnated in the Heath Ledger sort of appearance, seeing, you know, Christian Bale sort of go up against him and, you know, the iconic moments uh, of that series. Uh, Although we've seen, God knows, probably too many Batman at this point (laughs) and we're going to see another (laughs) one with Robert Pattinson soon enough. Um, That that one came to mind. And also there was an interesting one for me was – the I don't know if you've seen paranormal the paranormal activity series, uh, Scotty. The I've seen the first two because I was I was done. Yeah, after that. I, I feel like it, people. Some people didn't yeah. like it, which is fair enough. I can understand mm. that. Um, but a lot of people got into it because it was like sort of that first or after Blair Witch, that first sort of handheld, sort of oh, low yeah. production value thrills. And I feel like there was a lot of hype, and yeah, look, a lot of people probably didn't. Uh, there'll be a lot of people out there who were like, it's a bit of a faff, didn't really love it. But for those people who after were like time. Yeah, yeah, in that moment where you sort of, it was obviously more of a horror experience, but sort of sitting there in like a dead still cinema as you're Mm. watching like sort of almost like home videotape content. There's a different type of like not scare, but just different type of like feeling of uncertainty in that moment. It it wasn't a cheer moment, obviously, but it was definitely like (laughs) a gasp moment like of oh, like everyone's just waiting for something to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that, hor- mm. I feel like that's something in horror and thrillers that you get yeah. a bit more. It's the not cheer. You. Yeah. It's like, and sometimes not, not even the big jump scares, just like the, Oh fuck this, this, it's leading up in a way again, it's building up yeah. to a big moment, um, which I feel like that was an iconic sort of moment as well. Um, any, any last ones bef- on in terms of movies that maybe stick out for you on this one?
1: Um, no, I was, I was going to chuck in Tenet just because I want to talk about Tenet whenever I can. Mm. Um, it, it was just, I actually had a really good crowd and there's this scene, there's like a battle, sort of like war-ish scene at the end. And a lot of people were just like loving it. They were hyped about it. It wasn't like a, you know, it was a standalone thing. Oh, there is a standalone thing where like a character comes back so it mm. saves a day. That got yeah, a, bit yep. of a response. Uh, but Tenet's just a good movie. Released in cinemas again. I'll pay the 20, 30 bucks to go watch it. Um, that was the last one I had, but I just wanted to get your general take on the whole cheer movement sort of thing. Cause mm-hmm. I think in terms of etiquette, sometimes it just doesn't land. So when I watched oh, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home, it was almost like every 20 minutes, people found something people to cheer it. for. And yeah. I was like, like, I get it. You know, there's probably the one big moment in the movie that we're going to go nuts for, but like I'm, I'm still trying to like mm. follow the story, oh, taking yeah. the visuals and everything. Do you reckon it can be overdone sometimes? Like you just, there's
0: one big moment. There's not seven big moments in a movie mm. in a movie that needs to be cheered. You know what? I think if I had to pick over like if there were two options, option one is like you're in a cinema with fucking the fanboys and they're all they're loving every moment and it, and it feels like <laughs> yeah. a movie experience compared to say like my experience with Spider-Man over home where it was a, a little bit more quiet and mm. you get to experience it on a, on a different level, more personal level. I would probably take the latter. I'd probably take like a quiet cinema, more chill yeah, yeah. over a full-on cinema experience because it's sort of, it reminds me of when people clap when you land in a plane, you know, people like be like, oh yeah, fucking great, <laughs> yeah. New, well done pilot. I sort of feel like there's a bit of that energy when people are like just clapping for or, or losing their for shit over a small yeah. moment. And at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to, I feel bad for sort of letting them or like saying to them, hey, don't enjoy that moment. You have every right to mm. to do that. But yes, I do think at times there is a bit of over overkill and people just want to discuss it. So they just do it in the cinema, which I feel like in terms of etiquette is a big, like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Like, enjoy the enjoy the big moment <laughs> for sure. But you don't need to debrief right now in the movie cinema. Like debrief after when you're having like a, you know, you're walking out to the cinema to your car or to get the train home, like yeah. then talk about it. Not in Look, the us, moment. 100%. Unless you've got, like, a memory
1: of a goldfish and can't <laughs> remember for more than, like, five seconds. You know, like, just just chill. You, you're there for, like, another hour and a bit. Get all your moments. Process it. Because that's exactly happened when I... I think when I actually watched Avengers, there were, like, a uh, like a group of people behind us. and I just wouldn't shut up mm. about the whole movie. They're like, oh, how do you reckon it's going to end? You know, oh, you're going to see all this stuff. And I was like... Shut up. I just got up and I moved because (laughs) I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. But it just, you know, if you, if I can notice you talking, you've taken away from my movie experience and I feel like I've been robbed a little bit, you know, have I missed now something? What's going on? Just wait that bit of time and then chat about it. Yeah. When you go to your car or group chat or whatever you have, it
0: doesn't need to be in that moment. You know what? There are, there are two types of people. I feel like there's rowdy crowds at the cinema and it's people who just want to yeah. enjoy the story enjoy their sort of situation. Now, I will say, I am a bit of a muncher at the, uh, the cinema. I like the popcorn. <laughs> I like the snacks. Who doesn't? So at times I do wonder. I'm like, I'm chewing away at my popcorn. And some guy in front of me is like, this guy at the back will not shut up with his fucking crunching <laughs> on his popcorn every two seconds. So at times I feel like the villain. But I feel like those rowdy crowds who are just like, when I went and saw Godzilla vs. King Kong, there was this group mm. of lads, probably about five or six of them. And every... Every moment, like oh, fuck. oh, bro, check that out, that's epic. And I'm like, dudes, I get it, I'm with you. Inside, I'm doing the same thing, but yeah, no need to verbalize, lads. Just, and I'm, I'm happy for you. To, yeah, do you think a little, little fist bumps and enjoy the movie? But like, yeah, maybe just dial it down a little bit. You're in a public space. Everyone's, you know, there are plenty of other people in the cinema. Um, so nice middle ground, Scotty. Perhaps if I, if beggars can be chooses a little bit of, a little bit of energy of from the crowd, but you know, nothing to uh to pull away from the movie which is the main thing but look let's see what happens Oscar's out I think in a few weeks Uh, we'll see who takes home that award and no doubt we'll have a bit of a chat around the big winners best movie and Mm. stuff like that so stay tuned for that one Scotty that might just do us for this week look again sending all our our thoughts and uh, our prayers and things like that over to people who are in the Ukraine or or have family over there or yeah just everyone who sort of is attached to it and and it's something that you know like we said we, we can't really believe is happening but definitely hope uh, that it's something that will come to to a conclusion soon and that people can sort mm. it out from a global level. Um, if you want to follow us, keep in, in touch with us and stay updated with everything we're doing at Trends and Things on Instagram is where you can grab us. Uh, also, there's a link tree with all our important links our so What We're Vibing playlist for tunes, all the usual stuff, our Patreon, uh, and a few uh, things in the show notes today for the links where you can support as well, Scotty, which we'll chuck in as always. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you on Thursday for a What We're Vibing episode. Until then, have a great week.
1: See you, everyone.